Hi, this is Stephanie McKay, and you're listening to my podcast. Thank you so much for coming in in today to join us in the studio. It's great to have you here. I guess the first thing I really want to speak to you about is, you know, your musical influences, where your sound's been coming from over the years and how it's kind of matured and developed to what it is today. I know you grew up in the Bronx in New York. Can you tell me just a bit more about what it was like for you when you were growing up in that kind of part of town? What were the main musical influences that you had? I grew up in a culturally diverse neighborhood, so there was lots of different influences. I grew up listening to salsa, reggae, hip-hop, classic soul, mostly classic soul in my house. My mom used to play Al Green, Barry White, all the great Motown artists, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. My big brother would play Michael Jackson. And so um, music was always around in the house. All my aunts sang, and uh, I grew up listening to my family members sing at holiday gatherings. So, you know, music was all around. Yeah, it sounds like you grew up on a healthy type of soul music. When you were at school, was there kind of bands and stuff as well that you were getting involved in from a young age? I think um, I grew up learning how to sing in school choirs. Um, we had, in the Bronx, we had like borough-wide choruses and city-wide choruses. Um, and I learned how to sing harmony in these choirs. And um, that was where I had my first solos. And I would learn how to sing in front of an audience and uh learn how to sing on pitch with a group of people. So it was when they had music in public schools, I think it was a really great experience for kids in that neighborhood to have something to do and also to express themselves, uh, you know, collaboratively with other students, um, singing music and writing songs. And tell me, was it quite a gradual process from being in these school choirs through to being in bands and, you know, eventually pursuing your own solo career that you're doing today? It was definitely very organic when it comes to me realizing that I could sing um, because I kind of, you know, it's a natural gift. I kind of took it for granted for a number of years and it didn't come until later in my life that I began to make a living off of it. Uh, Around the time when I graduated high school and um, I was studying seriously as a dancer, um, I started going on auditions as a singer and, uh, you know, I kept getting hired (laughs) as a singer. And I wouldn't get hired as a dancer, so I was like, oh, I think somebody's trying to tell me something. <laughs> so I um, ended up, you know, starting to sing more, and uh, it became, you know, uh, my livelihood. And uh, 
it was always something I loved to do, so it was kind of all organic and a no-brainer. Tell me a bit more about some of the acts that you worked alongside. I know you've worked with Ant Fiddler, Moss Def, Talib Kweli, to name but a few. What's it been like working alongside these kind of musicians and how they kind of influence you in developing your sound? I would say that um, a lot of the people I've worked with, we have things in common, you know, like our love for soul, our love for hip hop, our love for funk music. You know, there's a lot of things culturally that I relate to um, with the artists I worked with. I have worked with in the past, you know, whether it be the um, poetic lyrics of Talib Kweli and his reflection on real life and the stories about real life, um, whether it be Khalees and her big, bold statements, you know, her strong black woman statements, uh, uh, Amp Fiddler for his love of funk music and the legacy that he carries from the older generation of soul legends that we listened to while we I was growing up, so um, I have a lot in common, and definitely every musical experience I have has influenced me in a positive way, I would say. Have you got any collaborations coming up with any musicians, or ones that you'd kind of particularly like to do sometime in the future? I'm playing a concert with Michelle and Debbie Ocello, and she is an artist that I greatly admire and respect. Um, just because of the path she's chosen, the artistic path she's chosen, and I feel that she is very progressive in her uh, musical taste and she's always an artist that's you know adventurous and searching for you know her own individual sound and um, I'm playing a concert with her at the Blue Note and um, really would like to collaborate with her more on record whether it be her producing something I've um, written or us co-writing together I think that would be a great collaboration. I know you've got the follow-up to your debut album coming out later on in the summer as well. Have you got any singles which are going to be released as well? Jackson Avenue. It really tells a story about how I grew up and what it was like around my neighborhood. We had about 16 friends. Um, we all lived in a six-floor tenement, and we would hang out in front of the building in the summertime to like 2 a.m. And It was pre-PlayStation days, so I'll probably be dating myself. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a great childhood growing up. And I'm still friends with some of them uh, today. Um, so yeah, it's a song about good memories.
for Europe over the summer? Yeah, it's going to be, I'm so excited. It's the first time that I'm touring Europe as a band leader. So um, this summer I'm doing the Pori Jazz Festival, um, the Mole Jazz Festival, and um, doing Mancho in North Sea and the Jazz Cafe. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a really great to connect with some of the fans that I haven't had a chance to meet. Yeah, when I listen to the lyrics in some of your songs, there does seem to be a kind of awareness of a deeper social consciousness coming through for yourself. Can you tell me a bit more about how this has come about in your songwriting, and particularly in Tell It Like It Is? You know, what's the story behind this song? Um, I tend to write songs that are semi-autobiographical, you know, things that I've seen or experienced on TV or seen family members go through. Um, there's a lot of stories in New York City, living in New York City, there's so many people here, and there's so many conversations, that random conversations you have by meeting people, and so, you know, there's a lot of inspiration here, a lot of stories, and um, yeah, so I'm definitely inspired by that in songwriting. And so, like, it is one of those stories that was uh, very close and personal to my heart, because it was about my niece, who has, was a teen mother, and also about experience I witnessed of a um, two young boys getting murdered uh, on the street. So um, it's a very uh, personal song to me.
we've actually got to round things off there. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio today and just kind of giving a great insight into your music and your life. Before I let you go, just a quick thing. Looking forward to the future, is there anything in particular you haven't done which would kind of make you feel that you've kind of fulfilled something else in life? I think having a family would be really nice. I feel like that's a natural evolution of life and if I didn't experience that, I might miss it, you know? Yeah. Miss what that feeling was, uh, motherhood. I think it has and I think it has a lot to add to your creativity as a woman, yeah. being, you know. Um, and also, I guess just to have a longevity as a, a live performer and to have a career where I can continue to record records um, that creatively express exactly what I want to do artistically. So I think that would be a blessing in itself. You used to hold me tight Take my hand to smile Couldn't wait to get back home Make love all night Because